Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are again. Nice to see you, Rachel. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm feeling goofy and happy and Are good. you feeling trendy? I'm not feeling trendy. Oh, good. I'm glad. Because today we're talking about not letting trends define us. Wonderful. Yeah. And I don't feel trendy either because we're Excellent. in touch with our inner not trendiness. Thank goodness. <laughs> and trends are good to an extent, I should say. I do like some trends. I think. Which that, ones do you like? Well, I think that right now I love that the trend is for homes, for interiors to be light and airy. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a great thing to incorporate in our lives. I don't think that that means that we have to paint all the walls white or <laughs> right. we might want to. Yeah. But I think I would say trend that I like is maybe it's almost getting overdone, but that you seem to hear a lot about people being themselves and being authentic and being real, which I feel like years ago, nobody talked about that. Everybody just, you know, followed the herd and didn't think about being themselves. Yeah. No, that's definitely a good trend. That's actually, it's funny. It's almost an anti-trend mm. because you're being authentic. If you're being authentic, then you're not necessarily following the trends. Right. Yeah. So that's so funny. It's, it's an anti-trend. It's an anti-trend. It's a trend that's a not trend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to our topic at hand. Yes. Yes. So, so we're talking about not letting trends define you and um I think one of the things that I run into, one of the first interactions that um I have with my clients and and that I'm sure the same type of interaction that Emily has with her clients is um that we're talking about our goals mm -hmm. and what we want to achieve from what we're doing together. And a lot of the time what I see when I ask, what are your goals? What would you like to see in the end of this? Is um, Pinterest boards and house images and magazine clippings. I think that that is letting a trend define you because is that really what you want or is that just what's inspiring you? And should it be someone else's house that's inspiring you or should it be um, a special place that you like to be? Should it be a feeling that you want to achieve? So rather than um, what I want people to do is put the magazines down, stop looking at the trends. And I'm sure that's the same with fitness trends and stop looking at the magazines, stop looking at the models, stop looking at what everybody else is doing. Hmm. And it is tricky, though, because I do like to look at hows and dwell. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not for some reason I've never gotten into Pinterest. I'm not sure why. You I look use, at that I use a lot, Pinterest right? a lot for, for business. And, right. and the main reason is that for me, when I'm shopping for clients, I'm looking at furnishings and I want to save it for later. Mm. So for me, it's just saving an image for later. But. Right. I do like looking at those things, but I, there's just something about looking at them that I just find that enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I hope that I don't like let a trend define what I would want. I hope that's not what I'm doing, but I guess it is using it as inspiration to some extent. Um, but when you talked about the goals, it made me think about having a vision mm -hmm. and having a vision of the end product, whether it's your health or your living space, that's involving very personal and things that are involve feelings more than just yes. what others, others yeah. are saying or doing. Yeah, I think an important thing when you're, when you're gathering inspiration for what you want to do and for your end goal and what you want to achieve is to stop looking at these things because that's that's not what inspire that's not what you want in your new space. You don't want things. You want a feeling. You want function mm. and 
Um, you want to fulfill a vision. Right. If you want a new kitchen, you don't want a new stove and three drawers. You want a space that is functional and that makes you feel differently than the space you currently have. So, um, and in that way, I think that, you know, design, yoga, really any business that is works with your goals, it's, it's a little touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your emotions come in, your feelings are super important yeah. to take into account. And if you're not focusing on awareness of them, you have to figure out a way to get in touch with them. That's what I think a lot of people just have never gotten in touch with that because the idea of slowing down enough to take note of how you feel or um, going into more like your, as we call it, your inner space, your interior mm-hmm. world, is can be a little scary. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't want to go there or they, f- they feel like it's easier to rely oh. on, oh, well, th- that's what everybody's doing, so... Let, let's just do that. You know, my husband won't go there. Mm. It's it's really interesting because I'll ask him questions. You know, I want to design my own home. And so I'll ask him questions about our space and what is it you'd like to achieve in our space. And he wants to tell me a look that he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you need to stop and take a step back and stop thinking about the look for a minute and think about how you want it to feel. And he's like, I don't design that way. Mm. I'm like, well, you're not designing it, babe. That's me. <laughs> And also beyond the feelings, I think it's super important to think about how you actually live your life, yeah. right? I mean, you like almost um, keeping a journal or a log of how you, when you get up, when you go to bed, how you use your space, all of that is something that really has to be considered also. Right. So so thinking about how you want to feel in your space um, and... I think that um, what makes you feel that way, realizing and acknowledging what makes you feel that way beyond rooms and spaces that are already completed um, or beyond models and fad diets, um, take it a step further. And I have my own example that okay, let's I'd hear it. love to share. And then I'll share mine. Great. <laughs> so mine, mine is related to my interior spaces because that's what I think about a lot, obviously. Um, when I go into my home, I want to feel excited. I want to feel playful and I want to feel energetic, but I also want magic. Mm. I want something magical and mysterious. Wow, you want a lot. I know, I'm demanding. <laughs> I have this picture of you like a, a woman in a in an ad, like a TV ad who oh, yeah. bursts through the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playful, I'm joyous, I'm energetic. Exactly. Yeah, I want I want it to be a happy space. I want it to be warm. But not warm as in, I feel like there are different types of warmth. There are, you know, when one person says warm, they might be thinking of snuggling up by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. When I think of warm, I think of the sun on my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of a tropical place with a cool breeze. And um, can you achieve warmth with cool colors? Or that's I think yes, I yeah, think you that's, can. That's an interesting paradox. Yeah. These are the things that people need a designer yeah, for. Yeah. And and it's it is tricky, but I think you absolutely can do that. Um so so I like to think of, you know, what makes me feel that way. What what makes me feel that way is when I see the sun shining through the trees, when I see leaves dancing in the wind, when um, when I watch my favorite childhood 80s movies, mm-hmm. the fantasy movies that have that magic and that good versus evil and the good always triumphs. and The hero's journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love the feeling of sand in my shoes. I think that and I know every most people hate that. 
Do you have sand on your floor? I, <laughs> <laughs> if it was up to me, I probably would have sand on my floor. <laughs> your your space sounds like a child's fantasy, a child's um, dream home. Yeah. You know, a tree house would be fantastic. Inside the house? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that yeah, could be I'd really be game cool. for that. So, um, so but, these are... But for most mortals, right. how, how would they... What are some... Can you so, think of some ways they could achieve that? Well, so that's step one, um, is to think about the things that that make you... That really get you excited. Mm-hmm. And think about what how you want to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, then what I recommend is to find imagery that makes you feel that way. And stop again. Don't go to house yet. Don't mm. go to the magazines yet. Think of just generic imagery that makes you feel that way. So I said sand in my shoes. So I, I saved some images myself, and I wish I could show you, but you're just going to have to use your imagination. Yeah, I wish people <laughs> could see these pictures. <laughs> so one of them is, um, it's a pair of flip-flops on the beach, and there's sand in their shoes. I mean, it's just this nice, it's a serene, uh, looks like a dusk. Yes, and beautiful blue and beige, serene soothing colors but there's just something so carefree about those flip-flops on the beach that it's it's, kind of like bringing a little piece of your vacation into your house i just kicked them right off and there they are laying in the dirt and i don't really care if they're a little bit messy and i don't care if i have dirty feet and (laughs) (laughs) i'm enjoying the summertime you're listening to inner space with emily herrick and rachel waldron on voice of vashon and voiceofvashon.org the, the next image that I found was a child sitting in a field and, and there's sun shining through her hair and it's shining on her skin and just you can almost feel the warmth of that sun on your skin and in your hair. And you know when your hair actually gets warm mm-hmm. from the sun? I love that. Yeah. I love that. And if you've ever smelled, I know this sounds strange, <laughs> if you ever smelled a child's hair, hair. on a sunny day, mm-hmm. it's the most wonderful thing. Yeah, that's another aspect is scent. Oh, Absolutely. That's um, important, too. It's not I, just visual. I also decided to be kind and include my husband, who doesn't tell me how he wants to feel in this way. He likes to be more literal. So I made it abstract for me. And I, I know that wherever we've lived, my husband needs to have scenery. And he needs to. he loves looking down over something. Mm-hmm. So I've decided that he needs a little bird's nest. So... I, I grabbed a picture of some scenic views, just some landscape images that are um, some look over the city, some look over mountains. Um, the whole point is having that perch uh, over the world, huh. being up up above. Oh, nice. Up I above like and that. looking down. Um, I've got another image that's warmth by sunlight. We've got, it's a very cool space. It's a very cool, neutral. Uh, it looks mostly white and looks like there might be a little yellow undertone on the walls. But that may be caused by the beautiful sunlight coming mm. into the space. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's, you know, bringing those, you absolutely can use cool neutrals. It, it, that's where you have to play with the lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mystery and magic. I, that was a little bit harder to find images of. And a lot of that has to kind of be in my head, I think. But one image that I did find was um, it looks like the outside of a house. It's very mysterious. You don't know what's beyond that window that's. There's a window peeking through bushes, mm-hmm. and it seems to be glowing slightly. Yes, very mysterious. Yeah, it makes you wonder. You, you, you'd really want to peek in that window, right. I think. Right. Maybe some people might want to run away because they might think it's the witch from the... Spooky. The witch from the um, Hansel and Gretel. That's <laughs> what I was thinking, the house in the woods. Right. <laughs> 
So once you've made, you've got these images, you want to translate it into images of interior spaces. And now it's okay. Now to go. you can go to. Now you can go to house. Yay, we and can now go to house. I, but what's really fascinating is that when I did this exercise for myself, I. I was really surprised with the images that I came up with. They yeah, weren't. Yeah, that's. I love this whole idea because it never occurred to me. But because I'd been guilty of the, you know, what most people do and just go right to House or Pinterest or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, so doing all that sort of foundational work first, that's really cool. Yeah. I think very few people would think of doing that. Yeah. Well, so I thanks. think. That it, but it's that. It, and when I look at this, I did create a Pinterest board. Um, and if anyone wants to find me on Pinterest, it's Waldron Designs. You can see the Pinterest board that I created using those images. So first, so you did those steps you just described, and then mm -hmm. you created a board on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. and, and is that, it, I'm not really that clear on how Pinterest works. Do you do individual boards, or is it all yeah, one? Or? Yeah, there are multiple boards, and then you just basically, you're collecting images from the internet. Right. And you can click on any of those images to bring you to the websites, or for me, it's just a visual. Mm-hmm collection of those images almost like a collage so that becomes your inspiration once you've done mm -hmm. the other things okay exactly i get it yeah well are, are you finished with that story yeah, i'm finished i want to hear okay. your story it's now that i've just talked a lot <laughs> <laughs> no i just wanted to say um when i mentioned earlier about the way you use your space we really appreciated that our and i don't know maybe you can tell me whether most architects would do this but we really appreciated that our architect that we're working with to build our house asked us a lot of those kind of questions yeah. you know like does one of you go to bed earlier than the other or and he even pointed out to us that um it wasn't really didn't make it wasn't actually a necessity to have a um, powder room mm -hmm. we have a one level house it's very simple all on one level because we can use there isn't that much time that the uh, guest room is in use by a guest so we can use the guest full bath as a powder room like 95% of the time mm -hmm. because nobody's using mm -hmm. that anyway. Yeah. Or if we have people over for dinner, even if there's a guest, the guest room can be closed and that bathroom can still be accessed. Mm, so that's nice. just, yeah. just one example of how you can, you don't necessarily have to follow a trend like, well, I just assume that I've got to have a powder room. Right. Once he presented it that way, we were both like, yeah, you're actually, you're right. We don't really need a powder room. We don't mm -hmm. have to have that. So... It's just an example of how you can, if you can really adapt things and personalize things more to your own life and the way you live, yeah, then you can create something that, that's for you. And you're not doing it just because it's a trend or because you think you have to have it. Right. I think that um, not all architects do that. Not mm. all interior designers do that. I send out surveys and questionnaires to my clients. Um, but a lot of the time I observe them. Mm -hmm. more than I ask questions mm. and I pay attention to the way that they talk and I just I try to listen to everything that they're saying to each other to me mm -hmm. um, and try to make it less interview style yeah see now that's a really interesting parallel with what I do too because it's yeah. so important with clients to observe their breath and how they're everything about the way they move because that's all information that you can use to help them mm-hmm you know, it's so, similar to what you're doing and listening. And, right. And and is that how you establish what, how you help them with their end goals? Yeah. I mean, I have to really, especially with a private client, it's really important to develop the relationship to the extent where I can really, I really know their body and how they breathe and where their issues are, because then I can suggest things that will help them. And so it's so 
totally not one size fits all. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, when people talk about doing a yoga pose in a certain way, it's so individual because our bodies right. are individual. Right. Yeah. I don't like when people say always do this or never do that. It should be what feels right and what feels good. Yeah. And what yeah. works yeah. for you. You know, I took a, um, shoot, what is it? Payo? Pilates and yoga mixed together. Is that oh. what it's called? Payo? Oh. This is That's back a when new I was one. In... I haven't heard that Oh, term. this is back when I was in college and I took Payo classes were, I think, one day a week and then yoga was every other day mm. that we could go. And I hated Payo. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't blended into each class. It was alternating classes yeah no no it was payo was um it was a combination of pilates and yoga all together. in one class yeah in one okay. class um but i realized that my body is just not built for pilates mm. it, it really isn't so yeah <laughs> and and it's funny because initially i thought i was like well i must be doing these wrong i must be doing something wrong and the instructor came around and said you know the the problem is that your body wasn't meant to get into that position huh. and I'm just like well that's fantastic I love that you acknowledge that so you probably like the idea of strengthening your core right yeah well I could do that but yeah <laughs> there are definitely ways you can do that with yoga too but yeah yeah it's, it's just always coming back to that whole idea that it is nothing is one size fits all right. and nothing no, no trend is for everybody right what is right. that um oh, I'm trying to remember oh FOMO have you heard of FOMO no, I've been so Sounds like mofo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, um, it stands for fear of missing out. So a lot okay. of people get caught up in trendy things because they have that, that huh. FOMO. Well, then I heard a podcast, I think it was recently, where they talked about JOMO, which I liked much better, which is the joy of missing out. Ooh. <laughs> and, okay. And appreciating that it's fine to miss out and whatever, you know. You know, it's interesting because, so that reminds, I have a book that I read to my kids. That's, mm -hmm. It's about a moose. Oh my gosh, if I could remember what the book is called. It's about a moose who doesn't participate in anything. He doesn't go um, fly a kite because it's too windy for him. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to go skiing because it's too cold. And um, just all these different things. And, and one day he, he finally, he feels like he's missing out. Mm. And he tries all these different things to try and figure out what he's missing out on and what is it that he is missing in his life. And then he gets um, stranded on a boat, he, on a deserted island with a turtle named Tuesday, <laughs> um, which I thought was really cute that the turtle's name is Tuesday. But in the end, he goes back and he does all these things, these adventurous things with his friends. But that, that FOMO thing, it makes me think about that because I wonder... I wonder if that ingrains in children's minds now that I'm reading this book to my kids. <laughs> is it telling them that they have to try everything? So how did it end, though? Did he end up going back to his... He ends up his... going back to his friends, and he does all these adventurous things with them. But it didn't end with him going back to his true nature, which was to not do all right. those things? Yeah, so that... You better start uh, talking to them about that. Right. So, <laughs> but... And I, I think that having a balance is probably pretty good, mm -hmm. where you're... You shouldn't skip out on things just because... It might be too windy or it might be too cold or I think sometimes it's good to get out there and just try it. Right. And with, but with but, in terms of trends, I think it's just you can be aware of them and you can take note and maybe some of them really are for you, mm -hmm. but just not just blanket right. adopting things. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. I think it's okay to try it and say, nope, that's not for me. Right. Like, and, I tried scrapbooking when I was in college because that was really trendy for a uh, little bit and I hate scrapbooking. <laughs> You're listening to Inner Space, 
with Rachel Waldron and Emily Herrick on Voice of Vashon. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> I don't picture you as a scrapbooker. I am not a scrapbooker. I, I despise it. And every <laughs> every time I pasted another picture, I was like, "Oh, this is so cheesy." <laughs> and I'm all for you know my friends that scrapbook. They have some beautiful scrapbooks. Good for them. I can't do it. Right. It's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> And the other thing that you, I don't know if you've heard this, but you know, do you know what the word fad actually means? No. You don't know that one? I don't. See, I'm teaching you all the acronyms. Fad, F-A-D, for a day. <gasps> so, yeah. So that's. Oh, that's so appropriate. Yeah. I mean, well, of course it is. But wow. So when you think of it that way, it's like, you know, this is like, um, what's that app? Snap. Snapchat? Snapchat, that it disappears oh, right away or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know? I mean, that's the, it disappears. I like the filters. I have never used it. Oh, it's really fun to make faces on yourself. But I mean, that's fun. Fad, trend, <laughs> right? They're all kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Just that whole idea that it's like fleeting. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it doesn't get back to the essence and the core and all of the things that really matter. And something that I think in both of our careers, in both of our – in all of our lives, really, that we're looking for is something that's timeless. Mm-hmm. And that, I hear that all the time. And, you know, I got to say, sometimes I want to bang my head against the wall because I'll have <laughs> homeowners that say, I really want something that's timeless. And then they bring in like 20 trends. And I'm right. like, there's nothing timeless about that. Right. Yes. That's not timeless. <laughs> but it's true. I think trends are um, appealing. It's almost like fast food in a way or some kind of, yeah. you know, to some degree. Right. They're appealing. But then when you really think about it, it's like cheap clothes or, yeah. you know, you just. Yeah. You, it's not something that's going to last. No. You and want something that'll last. And it's okay to stop in and try a bite as long as you don't live off of McDonald's. Right. Right. And it's okay to once in a while buy an outfit at H&M. Right, right. (laughs) But I was really raised, I remember one of my grandmothers used to always say, it's better to have a few high quality things in your closet than a lot of cheap junk. You know. And I never forgot that because it's really, it's really true. I mean, if you have like, you know, a beautiful blazer that you've had for 20 years, that something like that would probably never go out of style. I give my husband a lot of flack on our show, but. That is one we thing that do. I know. That's what they're. I don't think he even really listens. No, so, my so husband okay. doesn't say what I want. <laughs> I don't think either of them have ever listened. There's, there's nobody stopping me. Um, but he, uh, that is one thing that he taught me when I met him. I was, I shouldn't admit this really, because as a designer, I try to encourage people to go with quality in their furnishings and pieces that are going to last rather than running to the nearest IKEA and having something that's going to peel and mm. but I did that with clothing and and thank goodness he he steered me in the right direction. I was a Newport News shopper. Do you remember did you ever see Yeah, I vaguely like a cheap remember that. catalog in the mail? Yeah, like Bedford Fair. Was now, to be fair, one. I was 17 <laughs> when I met my husband or 18, something like that. We were young. Mm. But but boy, wow, was I so glad when he said, "Rach, let me show you what quality is like." Oh, cool. So he taught you about don't quality. Have to fall apart after <laughs> 3 weeks. And it's funny because I told him, I don't want to buy those clothes because my, my clothes just fall apart. And then the other <laughs> upside of that is that you have less, you have fewer, higher quality things. Yeah. So you have less clutter in your yeah. closet. Yep. And I do still have issues with staining my clothes because I'm a slob. <laughs> but you get a really good stain removal and you wear all black and you're set. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's another great idea, having certain <laughs> items. Like the, um, have you heard of the capsule wardrobe? 
No. That's, what is the capsule wardrobe? This sounds so strange. We're kind of ju- digressing. And maybe this okay. is, maybe no, this is a, a trend. trend, maybe. Who knows? Let's see. I don't recall who originated the idea, but it's, I forget the number, but you pick a specific number and you see if you can live with that number of clothing items. And most people are surprised to see that they can live with a lot less than they think. It might be, oh. I, I want to say 33, but I might be wrong about that. Huh. But just it, now I, now the person I go who's home and count my clothes. I have definitely way more than that. But the person whose wardrobe is sort of, I think, the epitome of all that is um, when you think about Steve Jobs, how he always mm-hmm. wore blue jeans and a black turtleneck. Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes it so easy to get dressed. So maybe that's, that's a, sure. an example of a good trend. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And you know that actually makes sense for me because I'm one of those. I am one of those people that I've always had. Um, and maybe this is a trend thing. I don't know. But I've always had a huge aversion to accessories that are not useful. Mm. So I'll wear jewelry. I have, you know, studs in my ears, but they're very simple, basic. So and, what's an example of a not people useful? People try to give me these big necklaces and bracelets with charms and cutesy little, you know, all these things that, and I'm just, I can't do it. I can't wear <laughs> bracelets bump on the counter when I try to write. Right. And, yeah, they're annoying. Um, like scarves I'll wear for warmth mm-hmm. and comfort. But I'm not going to wear one of those fashion scarves that like the little tie around my neck. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I see people wearing them. I'm like, oh, that's cute. No, I'm never going to do it. Right. I just I have this huge aversion to that. I can't do something that. My husband's trademark function. look is a, a bandana tied around his neck. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, really adorable. So that's, I went through he a phase. set that trend, I guess. I went through a phase in high school or junior high I mean, this was it was a 90s thing it was really popular to wear chokers mm. and i would layer my chokers and so i i think that i was really into that horror story did you ever hear the horror story about so no it's like in scary stories to tell in the dark or something like that oh, okay where the girl wears a choker so the choker is just a necklace that's really close it's right around your neck it's like yeah right yeah. in that little hollow of your neck yeah okay so this story, yeah yeah so I this story was that. about it was a red ribbon that yes. she wore around her neck and if, and then she untied it and right there goes her head yeah because <laughs> for those who don't know one of my past careers was a ch- a children's librarian so i remember oh, yeah so of course you should i remember reading that at yeah. halloween i used to have nightmares about that book yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anything final that we want to um, say about trends i think that i i just want to say let's follow the trend of being authentic let's stick with that trend right i think that's a good timeless trend follow and... the trend of being true to your own trend yes <laughs> and make sure you, you really take some time to think about what you love and what you enjoy and not just what the magazines are telling you to love and telling you to enjoy. And don't worry about FOMO. Yeah. No Do you remember mo- what no that mofos. means? <laughs> Do you remember what FOMO means? This is a little quiz. Fear of missing out. Yes. Good. You got it. <laughs> All right. So next time. Who knows what we're talking about? We haven't chosen our topic yet. It'll be a surprise. (laughs) So stay tuned and let us know if you've if you've got something that you'd like us to talk about. We do have a a long list of topics, but we'd love to add to it. So Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So see you next time. See you next time. Bye. If you'd like to reach Rachel Waldron, go to waldrondesigns.com. And for Emily Herrick, E-M-I-L-Y. H-E-R-R-I-C-K yoga.com And this is where we sign out. Remember, your inner space reflects your outer space. So So make make it your your oasis. oasis. I'm Emily Herrick. 
And I'm Rachel Waldron. Thanks for traveling with us to Inner Space.